Hello, welcome to the Human Systems Dynamics Patterns and Possibilities podcast. I'm your host, Ms. Handy, and I have the distinct honor and pleasure of sharing Human Systems Dynamics theory and how we can apply it in our personal and professional lives. I'm also going to highlight some of the wicked patterns that often show up in the world, in our workplaces, our homes, relationships, neighborhoods, and communities. We appreciate you joining us with your curious minds. And in this episode, we're going to talk about a subject that we hope you will find as interesting as we do. And that episode starts right now. February 14th, 1997. It's a day that I will never forget. It was Valentine's Day. People everywhere were celebrating love. But it was actually the worst day of my life. It's the day when my grandfather died. The man that I'd adored since I first laid eyes on him the man who poured so much life and faith into me, the man who lit up every room that he walked into, the man whose words were so impactful for so many, no longer alive, no longer here for me to see him, talk to him, and to hug him. The grief was so deep and so wide and so heavy that I couldn't see past it. Every day was worse than the last one. Grief is something that we will all experience if we haven't already in our lives. And it's a tough thing. What I didn't know back then is something that I do know now. Grief, like every other thing that happens in our life that's challenging, can be transformed but we have to be willing and able to do it. Human Systems Dynamics is all about transformation. Continue listening in, and I'll share with you more information about what transformation really means. In this episode, our focus is transformation. Glenda O. Young, the founder and executive director of Human Systems Dynamics, wrote a blog entitled Transformation in October 2019. She begins with a quote from Susie Ross, which says, Transformation is an ongoing process that tends to appear ordinary, when in fact, Something extraordinary is taking place. Transformation isn't a word I use often because it is granted more power than clarity in current change in management literature. As we look toward the future, we need the power of the concept, so finding clarity for the word is an urgent matter. I won't claim my clarity as the only one, but we found it useful as we have explored the future of HSD in recent months. 
we find the HSD approach to transforming both true to the science and useful in many different challenges and contexts. Here, I want to explore transformation from the HSD perspective. What is it? How can we set conditions for transformation that brings productivity, health, and well-being to human systems? What is transformation? As we begin, the literal definition will be more helpful than the metaphorical one. Trans equals across. Form equals the way something appears or exists. So to transform is to move from one form of existence to another. It is easy to see what that means in physical systems. Energy is locked in chemical bonds in a piece of wood. When ignited, chemical energy is transformed into thermal energy. In a nuclear reaction, mass is transformed to energy. In its metamorphosis, a caterpillar is transformed into a butterfly. These literal cases are easy to see and understand. When we understand them, we can anticipate them and make choices about when, where, and how to encourage the transformation. We can also find ways to impede it when we are not prepared to use the work and power that result. A wet log won't build a campfire and a forest fire won't run a steam engine. It is more difficult to apply this powerful metaphor to human systems for three reasons. First, we don't understand how energy is stored in human systems. Second, we don't know how to release the energy in a conscious, careful, intentional, or responsible way. Lastly, we fear the consequences of releasing something we don't understand. Even though it is challenging, it is urgent that we solve this riddle. These are times of turbulent change. Human energy is being manipulated and dissipated by forces beyond our control. Nationalism, climate change, economic dysfunction, violence and corruption are all caused by and effects of human systems energy transformed unconsciously or with negative intent. In these times of turbulent change at all scales of human experience, we must build the capacity to consciously and intentionally transform the power that is locked in our human systems. We must be prepared to use that energy to feed adaptation for people, communities, and institutions around the world. Human systems hold many kinds of energy, emotional, physical, social, Economic, creative energies are locked into human systems. Individuals hold energy inside themselves. Groups co-generate shared energy. Communities and organizations hold energy for collaborative action. In all these contexts, humans have the capacity to create, hold, and use energy for good or for ill. How is energy stored in human systems? It's stored through difference. 
In the same way that different stores potential chemical, electrical, or thermal energy, different stores energy in human systems. Physical tension, curiosity, arts, emotional states, relationships, economic status, culture and race, gender and political party, all of these are differences that hold the energy in human systems. We already know ways to balance some of these differences, resolve the tension, and release the pent-up energy. Exercise, inquiry, creativity, tears, nonviolent communication, buying and selling are all examples of transactions that transform one kind of human energy into a different form. The problem is that we do not yet know the key to transforming the most powerful kinds of human energy. The resource is locked into human systems. It accumulates tension, then it bursts out in unexpected ways. If we don't see the tension, acknowledge its power, and tap it for growth, the tension can destroy people and institutions that get in its way. Trauma is a great example. As I understand trauma-informed practice, some extreme experiences lock a person into a pattern of behavior. Certain things become very important and others are ignored. In responding to the experience and finding a way to survive it, some differences are exaggerated and others are buried. Those differences, that energy, is locked into the person's physical, emotional, relational, and rational being, and it distorts perceptions and intentions in destructive ways. Trauma-informed practice helps the person release the energy more effectively. It also teaches skills, so the person learns to identify and find healthy ways to release the differences that hold their own locked-in energy. So how do we release the energy? At some point, whether we like it or not, the energy in human systems will be released. That is not the question. The question is, how can we set conditions so that the release is as safe and generative as possible. Every field of social science has its toolkit for perceiving, analyzing, and resolving their special set of tensions. Consider the differences and methods that are used in psychology, theology, medicine, economics, sociology, leadership, entrepreneurship, education, and evaluation. Those are great as far as they go. These approaches have been effective in many situations in the past, and they will continue to be in the future. The problem is that they are not as effective in our most wicked problems we face today, and they are even less likely to help us succeed in the future. We've tried to use all of these approaches to create patterns of peace, prosperity, and health. They are not sufficient. We need new ways to see, understand, and influence 
the differences that lock energy in human systems tensions. In human systems dynamics, we look for models and methods that help us see the potential energy locked into patterns of human systems, understand those differences in useful ways, and take action to release the energy to do real work, personal, professional, and visionary. HSD is still a field of theory and practice, and it probably will always be. But some things are clear from our research and practice. First, the journey of transformation requires radical uncertainty. Next, theory and practice both play their parts. Also, community sparks transformation and can also block it. Transformation crosses all scales of human systems, including individual, team, community, institution, nation, and globe. Language isn't the only and often is not the best mediator for transformation. Difference and its release of tension generate energy and new order. Lastly, the path toward transformation is neither smooth nor predictable. In HSD, three practices support us as we unlock the energy of human systems that are stuck. Inquiry helps us to see the current differences that encourage and inhibit transformation. Pattern logic helps us understand the tensions in useful ways to choose next best actions. Adaptive action guides our cycles of perception, choice, and action to actualize the potential we see. That is how Glenda O. Young sees it, and in just a moment, I'll tell you how I see it. When I take a look back at the grief that I experienced when my grandfather died, I look at it so differently now. What I didn't realize back then is that the grief had become so much a part of my pattern, wallowing in it, talking about it, living it in every single situation, every conversation, every interaction, was all about grief. In order to transform any pattern in our lives, there must be times when we allow ourselves to get immersed, to get involved in, and to experience something different. Some light, some air has to be able to get into that space in order to transform it. I wasn't allowing myself to do that back then. But here is how I finally behaved my way out of it. I got out of the house. I started spending time with friends. And initially, I wasn't there in the same way that I would have been before my grandfather died. But at least I was there. I was trying. I was putting one foot forward, baby steps. And the more I did that, the more I allowed light and air to get into that dark space, 
the more I saw myself feeling just a little bit better. Where every day was not always about how my grandfather died. Eventually, I got to the point where I could talk about how awesome and how wonderful my grandfather lived. It's the reason why I can now talk about it without getting upset. My grandfather is an amazing man. He helped to shape me into the woman that I am now. So it's no longer a dreadful and dark story. There is joy, there's love, there's life in it because I have transformed the way that I look at it. I changed. I hope that all of you, no matter what you may be going through in your life, whether it's grief, whether it's something else, a different pattern, that you're finding yourself having difficulty transforming. Open yourself up. Baby steps. Allow light and air to get into your world. You will then begin to see something different. You begin to understand something different. And then you will begin to influence your own transformation. I've done it. And I trust and I know that you can too. We hope that you've enjoyed our series, Leadership Skills for Complex Times. And now that we've covered that rich ground, we're moving into addressing wicked issues. In our next episode, we'll talk about the power of questions and how you can use them to transform your own wicked issues. I truly hope that something you heard furthered your interest in using HSD to navigate the complexities of life. HSD offers free live virtual workshops on the first Thursday of every month, except in January and July. HSD also offers adaptive action labs as a means of taking a deeper dive into HSD on a wide variety of subjects like consulting, facilitation, diversity, resilience, and planning. Every few months, a full certification is offered to individuals interested in becoming human systems dynamics professionals. I've taken advantage of the certification and it's truly been the difference that makes a difference in my world as a consultant, facilitator, and leader. It's helped me to transform wicked patterns in my personal and professional life, and now I get to use my HSD knowledge to help others do the same in their lives. Please visit hsdinstitute.org, check out the Learning and Opportunities page to find out all that's available to you in the world of HSD. HSD.